How we doing? How we Glad doing? we can finally do this, boys. All this right. is intimate. I like this. Welcome, welcome. There's no pandemic that can stop Copper Whiff from getting into your fucking filthy nostrils at this point. You know what I'm Just saying? burning them open. Epic, epic. I feel like we need a fireplace uh, virtual background for all of this. <laughs> yeah, and a nice big book with like maybe a little pipe or something like that. We need a Jackson. That's what we need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd just like to be Jackson for one day, just to know what that's like. Just for one day, a day in the life of Jackson. I wonder what so, he ends up to. Someone should, someone should stick we, a GoPro on him and just see what he does. We all witness some days. Probably in Bangladesh right now, just you know, building a, a library or something. Probably yeah. yeah. in Wuhan. He heard it was a nice place to travel to this time of year. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, dude. Probably down in Dubton, going for a walk as he does. Who knows? No doubt. So well, for our fans, this is uh, the first time we're doing a little Zoom chat COVID talk. We want to try to get some more content out there. So uh, not always just in the studio, which I mean, you're studio, in the studio. studio mic, so I'm always going to yeah. be here. But um, yeah. What's it like being a, there yourself? Nice, actually. It's nice and cozy, okay. to be honest. It looks yeah. good from um, that angle, I'm not going to lie. Like it looks mm, pretty profesh. I get, I get, you know, told that a little bit. So yeah. Um, yeah, so this is our way of getting some more content out there. Nice, easy for you guys and fresh off the uh, take. So uh, 258, am I right, boys? Well, I mean, the reason why we're here and not in the stud is because Melbourne is locked down for the third time. Uh, what What's there to say at this point? Everyone's just so over it. You boys have been cut back from work as well. Wyatt loves it, obviously. Yeah, I wasn't mad. <laughs> we're, we're, actually we're, able. Wait, let, let me tell you something. Bludger man's fucking wooch loves it. <laughs> loves the, the it. The day answer. before the fights, you know, pre Valentine's Day, and I've got it almost in my head that I'm gonna miss Usman Burns. And then also Valentine's Day, you know, with the you, you know stuff. what you know Which what you, this was on par with. Shout this out to was, Jazz, right? <laughs> <laughs> this this was on par with uh, Bart when he prayed that he didn't have to go to school tomorrow, <laughs> and he didn't have to do his test, and it snowed. Huh? This was the equivalent of snow in Springfield for me. I woke up knowing that I could go and watch that fight the next and day. And some poor soul got their fucking lungs snowed in by COVID. So. Yeah. <laughs> 13 people, actually, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, RP the holiday in. You can say they got a bit of pneumonia from it. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, anyway, the fights were... It. it was worth it, and the fights were good. Yeah. yeah. I had to watch them after the fact. Scumbag UFC fight pass again. Order the fight, doesn't come through. Order no. it again. Order it again. Order it. Yep. So it ordered, order sixty six. You could say uh, yeah. ordered <laughs> it literally fucking sixty six times, and it, it didn't come through. Um, I'm not so gonna I, say I streamed it. <laughs> I'm gonna say I did stream it because fucking UFC. I bought your card four times. You know what? That's the only four pay per views you actually got. Was my four buys? Everyone else illegally streamed it. Don't at me. That's not the first time this has happened to us as well, by the way. So I, yeah. we do Check have a video update. called Wi-Fi <laughs> Pass Sucks All the Balls. It may not be called something that, like but that. A little bit more like sensitive. Yeah. Just so you guys know, that's what would happen if uh, I wasn't the one doing the names for the uh, videos. But yeah. A bit more sensitive than that. But yeah, yeah, it kind of does suck balls. So yeah. All right. Run yeah. us down from what are we on do? All right. Well, from the bottom to the top, or we'll start with the main event and get sad. And sadder yep. and sadder as we go down. <laughs> Let's do the main event first. All right. All right. All right. I'll, well, I'll, you lead us in. That first round was crazy. So Usman, Burns. Burns looked good in that first round. He hit him. I Like, this was one of a few times that I've ever, like, jumped out of my seat when Burns hit him with that right. And, yeah. And, and, dude, it looked like Usman was going away early. And I think he hit. I think he hit him with like a knee or something after. Like followed it up, and Usman was dazed for like thirty seconds. Burns was putting it on him, and Usman just survives. Maybe like looks pretty good in the second half of the round, but and then second in the third round, like yeah, Usman just Usman just came back and just put it on him with the jab. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I thought Gilbert looked like he was going to do exactly how I predicted the fight would go. It's just, it wasn't enough. And that has to be said, I will put it out there for the world. I'm not a big Kamara Usman fan. In fact, if anything, I've rooted for him to lose in almost every fight I've watched him in. So, and this one particularly, I thought Burns was the right recipe to get him out of there. Um, 
all of the intangibles going in former training, you know, training partners, uh, you know, Gilbert's got some edges, you know, you could say he was a lot faster. You could see it straight away. The speed was just kept, like leap yeah. years apart. He clung Deuceman with a, a counter to that jab. The second Kamara stuck that jab out there, he just like whap, swatted right over the top, dropped him. Kamara was dazed, as, as he said. I think he followed up with a head kick, which he just ate clean. Yeah. So despite the fact he was dropped, you have to give it to Kamara Usman, man. That guy has just got a fire hydrant for a chin, man. Like, no he, shit. He can take it. He can take it, man. He's Yeah, he's terrifying. So my takeaway, yeah. I would say, is that Kamara Usman is not only the best welterweight in the world, he is getting better. The training with Trevor Whitman clearly paid off. Um, as you can see with the improvement with his uh, with his jab and utilizing his, his reach, so good. but I would say the big work for me was he's efficient. He's just so efficient with what he does. He's calculated. He did not get flustered when he got dropped. He he he, he was composed. He he's very good, man. He, he's very very good at what he does. Um, and a great champion and a true UFC you know, probably to be a Hall of Famer in the future for sure, one of the best welterweights of all time. Hey, I mean, he he's, he could take the record for the longest UFC win streak if he keeps looking like that. I think Absolutely. he's only, what is he? It's, four, it's 13, 16 and he's on 13, 14 yeah. or 13. 13. He's yeah. on 13. The record is Anderson Silva on... with 16. Yeah. So, yeah. What he, he, did, he could do it though. Streaks. Like he looks so good. The five, in the, like the extra five inch reach on... Yeah. Burns was utilized and like to extreme effect. And like, I don't want to sound like a bandwagoner, but my stock for Usman, yeah, definitely rose yeah. after that, watching it, this fight. Absolutely. I can't stand him, but you can't say that someone who takes a first round and takes a hiding like that and can adjust straight away in the second round, true champions adjust. They see that what they originally had game planned didn't work and gilbert burns as i said should be the stylistic nightmare for him and he was able to overcome that which well burns's jujitsu was not even entertained by usman yeah yeah. and usman's uh like you know when burns was on the ground it happened a few times after he'd been dropped and he was kind of using the legs trying to get something to happen but yeah usman just stayed there and didn't want to entertain Uh, it can i just Go on. Sorry, can I just ask one question? Sorry, uh, and hopefully my poverty uh, internet doesn't drop out. Um, yeah, just all I saw was like the highlights, and I saw uh, obviously the knockout, which looked, I was showing you too, Schwid, kind of looked more like just a jab, right? That kind of knocked him yeah, down. Yeah, no and shit. Like, it, was, there, was he no. knocked down just previously before it? And that's when yeah, he, he, like he got knocked a couple so times. He, okay. What he did was in that second round, he made that adjustment to, to really. Um, when you see that, when he throws that jab, it's almost picture perfect. So there's no tell. There's like, if you're watching the form, for instance, on like a side view, there's no tell, there's no flinch. There's no kind of setup for it. He just pops it out there and he was just sticking Burns. And you could see Burns was getting flustered every time he would land in that. It was a very stiff, fast, um, accurate jab, kept it in his face. And you can see Burns just could not, he was at the um, end of the punch yeah, perfectly yeah. just and about he, every single time. And every time Burns tried to do anything, he was trying to leap in with these kicks. He was trying to, he, he was, he was so flustered by what was happening that he forgot his whole form. Like his hands were down. He was just leaping in like real sloppy. And just Usman was just picking him apart. Um, just also with, not, yeah, just, just with a jab, literally. Not to mention Burns also tried the takedown a few times and look how far that got him. Usman, good luck taking Usman but down. I have to give it to Burns in the first round. Usman tried that um, under over clinch, which he normally, once he gets a hold of, he just drives his opponent into the cage and just pummels them there and stomps their foot in the classic Usman style. Burns, yeah, Burns got out of that straight away, man. Burns like tried to trip out the leg and just spun out. Um, and you could see that he'd built in a game plan for every time Usman was going to try and clinch with him, that he was going to exit and throw straight away. Um so yeah, Burns, he, he came didn't... In, Burns came in with a very good game plan. It just kind of it got shut down very quickly once uh, Usman was able to start basically stopping his entrances and stopping his uh, his explosive um, leaping. You know, like he'll leap in with a big left hook, or like he was he he, he had a pretty diverse toolkit um, starting out. It just as you said, it just kind of got shut down the second that 
um, Usman was uh, made the adjustment. Mm. Um, yeah, he didn't fight. Uh, he didn't fight Burns like he fought Woodley. Like mm. Woodley, it was a lot of clinch pressure and foot stumps and whatever. Fight, wasn't it? Let, he let didn't me fight him like, He didn't fight Colby like that though. Mm. He, it was an all stand up fight. Lay lay this out for you guys, and you guys can uh, take it from there. I mean, dominated uh, uh, Woodley for the championship, right for the belt. Dominated him. Then mm. he's beaten Colby by knockout, which was a weird fight because they're both wrestlers, right? He's gone on from there. He's beaten Masvidal, another big name, and now he's knocked out um, the number one contender in, in Gilbert Burns. Where does that kind of leave him in the division, guys? Well, Wait, where does exactly. who, where Just, does he? Now that Usman's had those four big wins over four big names. He's actually had more than that too. He's beaten Leon Edwards earlier on in their career. And he's basically kind of the number, you know, floating just outside. um, He's he's also the dark horse right now. Yeah, but Leon's also in the top five. Damian Meyer was also there, uh, ranked in the top five as well. Like he's bait. The only people he hasn't beaten in that top 10 is... Stephen Thompson, Wonder Boy, um, pretty much Stephen Thompson, or like yeah. Kies. I mean, Kies is there, but I feel like Kies is only like a new addition to the division anyway. But uh, technically, Kies is there, um, and it's yeah, Stephen Thompson, and that's it. Otherwise, it's all rematches. Like he's he's pretty much cleared the whole division out at this point. It's all. Do you rematches. guys see? Do you guys see a uh, Colby rematch anytime soon? Mm, good. They um, should do it the if four, Colby can win. The forecast from what I hear from Dana is that they're tr- because Leon versus Chimeyev has fallen out three times now or three or four times. Colby Edwards. Dana has, has finally kind of admitted that they, they did Leon dirty. He has shown up to the fight every time he's done his, he's paid his dues and they were going to force him to fight someone outside of the top 15 to hold his spot. So, dude, now he, that- they cut him five minutes ago. You remember that? Yeah, dude, how, crazy. how dirty can yeah, you do somebody? Yeah, Jesus Christ! What, but he's changed their can, tune though now. Yeah, no shit. You can, you can see that now. Dana's like, well, Leon showed up when he was supposed to. He's he's not fought for so long. He's the one who's you know who's really been affected by this. So we are gonna stop trying to force him to fight down, and now he should be fighting up. And I believe that they're trying to put together Leon versus Colby, number one contender fight. So the winner of that would go on to rematch Usman. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like it because the Colby fight was a phenomenal fight, and uh, I don't really care that much for all this noise about him uh, wanting to fight Usman. That is uh, wanting to fight Masvidal for a rematch. Uh, I don't, I See, don't personally care for it. But I don't personally care for it. But there is technically for people who would say that that fight doesn't make sense, like Masvidal getting an immediate rematch for a title when he, he took it on just, six days notice. When he, yeah, but he exactly he took it on six days notice. And he did not get finished, which mm. is something that Colby and Burns can't say. It's true. You know and Woodley. Mean? Uh, Woodley was decision. Oh, so, no. True, true, yeah. true, 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 true. But that's yeah, still... Dominated, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Masvidal <laughs> actually did pretty well considering six mm. days notice. So he has that there. Um, but Which one would you rather see, though? I would, ra- I would rather see Masvidal versus Colby Covington. Mm-hmm. And then do and give Leon Edwards and Le- Thompson. Yeah, that's exactly that's what yes. I would do. Or if you can't do Leon's Edwards, Leon Edwards and Thompson, you could do Leon versus Gilbert. If Gilbert could turn around quickly, maybe not. He looked like he took a significant amount of damage. Mm. Or you could do Leon versus Kiesa, but even then, it kind of doesn't really make a lot of sense. You got to, to me, outside of booking the champion, Leon should be the number one priority. Man, he's paid his dues. He should be getting a big fight. If it's not already the title shot. Like Leon jumps straight into a title shot. Eight, you know, he's eight. He's like an eight-fight win streak. He should be fighting Colby. And then or, that same premise should be extended over to Oliveira as well. Let's be honest. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, couldn't agree more. They're in the, almost the same yeah. exact position in the division. They're both that guy who's like mm. riding the longest win streak that no one wants to fight. Sucking so, the UFC's dick. Yeah. Um, how I would book it. Like Kamar Usman, I know he probably wants to stay active. He's already cleared everyone out, and he's probably looking for new names. But I would, I'd like to do Masvidal versus Colby. But if they can't come to terms with that, you do Colby versus Leon. Winner gets their rematch, and then you can just pair everyone else up. Um, however you see fit. Like it. I don't see. I don't like. Yes, yeah, I don't really like Masvidal getting a title shot. 
I don't, I feel like Leon deserves it, but I don't really know if I want to see him get an immediate title shot. I feel like he should maybe get one more fight against an actual elite fighter. Hmm. So, um, and then I don't like Stephen Thompson getting that title shot immediately. Like, I just don't see that there's any clear number one contender at this point. Hmm. Well, I was going to say one more question on that. I don't want to harp on it too long, but who do you reckon in the division is capable of actually beating him now? No one. Usman? Yeah, probably not. No one. Not just, after I that. Gonna say I Usman. told you, man. I mean, you, you got to give... I really want to see one boy say, get look, up there. I want to see wanna, if he can do it. I still think, as I said, I, I feel like um, Gilbert was going to be the toughest test stylistically. If he couldn't do it, and you saw flashes of it too, you could see exactly the problems that Gilbert was going to pre- like present. He did not just get blown out of the water. He had Usman... And- in a lot of trouble in that first round. The most trouble. Excuse me. But yeah, the most trouble, basically. He's never really been in that much trouble before, but um, I did it again. I just... I want to... <laughs> with you, man. I, 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 want, I want to see Thompson get a win or two. I'd like, to, I'd like to see Thompson versus Leon. I want to see Thompson uh, as a champ, not going to lie. I would like to see that before I'd I I'd love that too, man. I, I agree. I love I that guy. I just don't think yeah. he beats Kamara Usman. There's just nah. there's no way he can stop that. He can stop that takedown. I just can't. And I don't think he can knock him out either. Now, Griff, you're enlightening me. But what if he couldn't? But what <laughs> right? if he could though? Look, I know that Stephen Thompson has outstanding takedown defense. Like he trains with Chris Weidman trying to take him down. And he's always trained with Weidman. So I know he's got outstanding standing takedown defense it's, it's just Kamaru's, man. man you don't it's not it's just not the takedown defense that's it, it, that's the problem now like kamaru has been starting to stand starting to get like you know he's starting to you know really improve his striking as i said like the, the finishing sequence that he had against gilbert was a fucking pull counter which you i mean some of the best strikers in the world struggle with those kind of he's not a bad striker is he moves. like he pulled away and and counted over the top and dropped gilbert with that um and he was actually switching stances and throwing the jab with this with his power hand and just lighting Gilbert's face up. And I mean, Gilbert was just flailing. Like he had no idea. His hands were down. He was just continuously getting peppered with this jab and just had no answer to it. So yeah. um it's like he couldn't even see it coming. It's like he's Yeah, and it was not it's, it's not that fast either. Like Kamar Usman's gift is not speed, but he it's just efficient. It's just a really efficient, snappy jab. Um that's just almost almost perfect form. Mm. So now I was just saying you uh enlightened me with a little theory of where maybe Usman could go from here before. Okay. You have one, don't you, Griff? We already yes, know I do. This. Yes, I do. And I don't think anyone has kind of mentioned this yet. Um with how the divisions are shaking out, there is no number one, like I said before, there is no clear cut number one contender at welterweight. At middleweight, Israel out of science. Yeah, was the probably the only reason why Kamaru Usman wasn't going to move up. Like he's an enormous 170 and he's almost beaten everyone else at that weight class. But he wouldn't move up because he would never challenge Izzy because they are obviously very close friends. Um, and just out of respect, he would never fight him. And the same with went with Khabib. Like Usman and Khabib are also very close. And they just always said that they would never fight each other. But, and this is where I think it gets saucy. Israel Adesanya is going to move up and challenge Jan Blahovic for the 205-pound title, and he will not relinquish his middleweight title until he wins the new title, so he can be a champ champ. I think if he oh. beats Jan Blahovic, I see no reason why he would want to go back to middleweight since he has kind of cleared the division out there too. There's no one there for him to fight. So what I think they should do you know, stars would have to align is that we'd have to wait for uh, Robert Whitaker versus Paula Costa to play out. And we'd also have to, which I think doesn't happen too far from when Israel will move up and challenge Yarn. So in the instance that Yarn beats, uh, sorry, Israel beats Yarn and drops the middleweight title and Robert Whitaker fight, faces uh, Costa. And I think we can all, Agree, obviously, we're all Aussie, so we're rooting for Whitaker. I just see sure. Whitaker is just a terrible matchup for Costa. So I, I see, I envision Whitaker winning. The problem is, I think even with if Whitaker wins those three fights, it's not enticing enough for Israel to go back down to one and beat him again because he's like, well, I just beat the two hundred five pound champ, so I, there's no work left for me at uh, at middleweight anymore. Calvin Gaslam would have to go on that, a crazy run to entice him to come back. 
Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> get the rematch of that. See, but I just don't see anyone's anyone there at this point. So I think if there's no welterweight contender and the middleweight champion moves up and wins the light heavyweight belt and just vacates the middleweight title, I think Robert Whitaker will be on one side of the bracket and that leaves Kamara Usman potentially to move up and challenge for the second title at middleweight, Kamara Usman versus Robert Whitaker. One former welterweight, one current welterweight moving up. I don't think Izzy would have a problem if Kamara Usman went for that title because you know, he, he's vacated it. Um, and cause he's, be a moved, small middleweight. cause he's, I don't think he would be, I think he's enormous. I think he's, a, he's I, think, jacked. I think he's probably the same size as Robert Whitaker. I think they're the same I'll height. They're that. Pro- I don't they, think Whitaker's overly that, that big though. But still, it I doesn't mean, necessarily I, I matter a bit. Like, well, he was a I champ. So pretty, I can't say shit. I think they're both very similar in size. So what I think would be a crazy scenario, but it could potentially be, is that Robert Whitaker would Kamara Usman for the vacant middleweight title. And then if Robert Whitaker beats Kamara Usman, that is something that maybe will entice Israel to come back down from 205 to face Mm. Robert Whitaker now that he's won the championship that's vacant. And it's also against someone who's his friend and is also a champion at... Um, at that weight class, or if Kamara Usman beats Robert Whitaker, which I, I don't know if I see that happening, but it's possible. Um, you know, then Israel will be like, oh well, he, you know, I'm not mad that he's holding my title. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we're boys. I've got so Whitaker's up. shorter than Usman. Just checked it out. Usman is uh, so Whitaker is 1.8 uh, meters. Usman is 1.83 meters. Yeah, well, there you go. And he's there we go. And he's jacked. Yeah, well. yeah, he's saucy. Hey, I'm yeah. always a fan of seeing a fighter go up in weight, especially Usman. Yeah. See those I think, tits I think come they, out a little bit more. I was going to say, oh, I feel yeah. like yeah. they would be very, look like? I feel oh, like yeah. they'd be very similar in size. If anything, like Usman might even be bigger than Robert. That's what I just said. So, he's yeah, bigger. Well, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's no, taller, I mean like yeah. bigger, like thicker, like bigger, bigger, like well, build imagine, in build. Imagine like Usman versus uh, fucking Costa or something like that, man. Both of them just fucking... Yeah, I think yeah. Costa Costa would be significantly bigger than Usman, though. You reckon? Mike yeah, Costa's massive. I know he's massive, but like Usman just looks so ripped, man. He like, is ripped. He I'm was just being like Costa is just a bigger on. human. I think he's he just a bigger a big because, like, the thing about Usman's body is that he's got skinny, tiny legs and a giant upper body. Yeah. Costa's big everywhere. His whole body's big. Costa's well, the same, exactly the same height. Same height, but like, yeah, we're talking. Yeah, yeah. I think Costa, uh, I, I, just, I just for mean, reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah to say true. Costa's lower half is twice as the width that fucking Usman's is. Anyway, oh. so that that that's just obviously a ridiculous, um, not ridiculous, Sorry. but it, yeah. it's a no. it's a series of events that I could see playing out, going off plausible. of the motive, as a, it's plausible, as I said, but going off of the motivations of each champion. Like you know, what's Robert Whitaker got to do to get a title shot if he beats? Um, Costa, you know what I mean? There's no, there's still no real way of sh- saying that Izzy will come back down and fight him again. So if that title spot is vacant and Robert Whitaker beats Costa, there is no one else there at middleweight. The whole division's cleared out. It's basically Izzy cleared out the whole division and then left. And then Whitaker, in his absence, has cleared the division too. So there's really no one to even fight on that up the other side of the bracket if they have a, t- a vacant title fight. So we just not- give some Whitaker some credit as well. Beats Cannoneer, beats Till, beats Still Till, well, man. Beats Brunson, beats Uriah Hall, beats when Jack Ray Sosa, beats Yoel Romero twice. Yeah, you know what I mean. Look, He's I'd like to see, wins, baby. I'd like to see the Whitaker Izzy fight again. Personally, I understand that maybe he doesn't have that yeah. draw, but like, I, I he's a it, champ, man. It, it draws he's, big over here. I yeah. was worried when Whitaker, uh, like after the Izzy fight, because Izzy just put him out and it made it. I, I don't want to say his chin's bad, but it just looked like made it look like it. it he it made it look like he'd taken damage from the Romero fights, but hey, he came see, back we, and had he came back and had some great fights. I want to see Costa as well, right? Yeah, maybe Costa it's the got same put thing, down like, by Izzy. So yeah, but Whitaker, which, oh which, wait, 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 wait. So the Whitaker uh, Adesanya fight too would be a lot like. The Stepe and DC fight. Yeah, too. that's exactly. Exactly. You know, DC, uh, uh, fucking Stepe comes back the second fight and it's, his chin looks, you know, like it's recovered. And yeah, he has two like excellent fights with DC, which he wins. Except we don't know if Whitaker's actually going to get that fight, you know? So that's exactly why I yeah. felt like that Kamara Usman coming up to middleweight and challenging for that title 
if Robert Whittaker is able to beat someone like Kamaru Usman and end that winning streak, end that 13-fight win streak, um, you know, I feel like that might potentially wake Israel Adesanya back up and be like, you know what, there's something there at middleweight for me to go back down. Because he has said before that he's not interested in names. It's legacy. Like, I want to fight the best guys and the ones that are going to build my legacy. If he beats Robert, if he can come back down to 185 and fight Robert Whittaker, if after Robert Whittaker potentially beats, as he said, Costa, and then if he beat Kamaru Usman after that. And can we be honest, the names at middleweight, even though if he's already beaten them, they're way juicier than light heavyweight. Light heavyweight uh, names, I don't yeah. think are as, as juicy as middleweight. You don't think? Nah. Who do, you no who do you think sounds cooler on the resume at light heavyweight? Tiago Santos. Glover yeah. Teixeira. Oh, we you know we love the glove here, but <laughs> get around the glove. Dominic Reyes, John uh, Jones, John. You know he's a Spanish. John Jones is at heavyweight now. Though. I heard that? Yeah, I heard he's a Hispanic. Believe, yeah, I believe he's a Spanish. That's the only name I think it's. I like the Tiago Santos one. Yeah. Well, let's play devil's uh, advocate here for a second. Um, all this talk about John Jones versus Adesanya. Let's say we play that out, and he goes back down to fight for the belt against um, Usman. Who you got in that? Out of Adesanya versus Usman, if that was possible to happen, they would never fight. They yeah, would do the, it. You know, the, the Nigerian. No. You can't ever think of that at, at that match, matchup because they've hit, like Usman has said before, and so is Izzy that they would literally never fight each other under no circumstance. That's what kind of that's what kind of sucks about Usman as the champion. Yeah, I think it's Stylebender too. Personally. Yeah, Woo. I think Stylebender just tunes Usman. On the feet, but I mean, Usman's like got that wrestling, no? Yeah, but also, Yoel Romero had that wrestling too. He had a weird fight though with him, didn't he? Yeah, but here's the hey, but so Romero had that weird fight, then almost the exact same fight with Costa. Like Costa, after he got touched once, was it's like he was scared, like he's caught in headlights. Yeah, well, let's uh, do you guys want to move on to the rest of the card because I actually didn't watch it, so I'm kind of interested to hear what you guys, yeah, have to say. okay, we can go down it. I think, um, what was it? So we got Macy Barbara, Alexa Grasso. Um, everyone was sleeping on Grasso. I had her pick, <laughs> I had her picked, but um, I think Macy Barber looked really strong in the third round. Like, if she had fought the rest of the fight the same way that she did round three, she might have actually won it pretty, yeah, handily, but but she didn't. Um, but she didn't. But people forget too. Like everyone's writing her off already. I remember a fighter by the name of Charles Oliveira, who was young in the game, and people were writing him off once he took all these losses earlier on. And look at him now. You know what I mean? He, she's twenty-two. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing her off being 25. the youngest UFC champion. That I am writing her off. But but I think that she's just got a long time to get better. And you know, she's already this good. She's a natural puncher. She's aggressive. She's got that fighter heart and spirit. And yeah, she's just kind of like, you know, she's a little bit raw in the in the. She's tenacious. She's a bad bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bad bitch. And Alexa, you know, Alexa Grasso is just a little bit more experienced, a little bit more fine tuned, especially in the stand up. So, um, you know, not my favorite co-main event, but congratulations, both girls. I'll say, like, you know, I, I think Macy pulling out that third round really showed that you know she's not. She, it's not over for her. Like she's she got better. hit in there too. She could have gone down. Yeah, but yeah, that warrior spirit was there for sure. Yeah, I think it's fine for her. I think it's fine for both women. Uh, Macy Barber, that's a rough fight to come back to after nearly a year off, just going straight in there against Alexa Grasso. Like she, it boy. Mm, oh, shit. Um, was, was it knockout or sorry? Oh, like TKO? Was, was this decision? Uh, just decision, but okay. like it was. Yeah, you know, came back strong in the third. Twenty nine, twenty eight. Um. What's before that? Gaslam. That was Gaslam and Heinish. What? Uh, dude, Gaslam yeah. looked, he showed his experience in this fight. Holy shit. You Gas? saw him. Yeah, dude, you, that big old fucking enchilada eating <laughs> fuck really like showed how good he was. He's got the Johnny Bravo body like no yeah. one I've ever seen where his legs are like literally like two feet long. <laughs> He's got these teeny tiny little legs and his upper body just looks preposterous he He has a body no he has a body like samity sam like it's just like the small limbs but like it's just this big square of a body it's looked like someone took a template from the justice league like the cartoon how they're just like these triangles and just fucking (laughs) copied and pasted his 
He's just got that big burrito fucking. He's got a about him, giant dude. head on him too, man. He can. <laughs> yeah, he no has shit. one of the most re- chins. He ate a flying knee from Heinish, and I'm talking not a setup flying knee. Heinish has his hands out to the side, and he just like waltzes into this bullshit flying knee and hits him clean. And you're thinking, okay, so I just won 50 grand. That's my bonus. I knocked him out. Nope. <laughs> Calvin Gaslam just drops to a Not single. Not even like... phased either. <laughs> He's a he bull, did, he man. No phase, no, whatever. Nothing. He's crazy. And like, I mean, another weird sequence that in that fight too, I think it was in the first round, is that Gaslam took him down immediately. Uh, sorry, Heinish took Gaslam down, I think. And he ended up in like mounted by Gaslam and had a fucking Kimura going whilst mounted which is something you very rarely see um and yeah it's crazy look i'm not gra- arm dude the yeah. strength in that fucking arm when he was yeah. when he had him in the kimura for like half the fight it i don't think like, he I, I don't think he uh, strengthened out of it too he actually used very good technique to uh like relieve yeah, his- the pressure from that like he he showed as you said a very well-rounded game tough as shit um experience exactly like you said and it, it was kind of weird because it's kind of like a mirror matchup like they both kind of do the same thing it's just gaslam has been doing it longer to me yeah but harnish is like. a bit more herky jerky he's always comes out with crazy movement at the start of the fight it's true Thank you. very uh holly home esque where it's just a lot of movement for the sake of movement and not a lot of movement uh, to set stuff up that or it's very like i don't know andrage esque i don't know he just comes out like always fucking i don't know all doing the, the chicken, movement. I yeah, guess. Just... At least Andras' yeah. head movement actually, um, actually, actually amounts to something. Like, like she, her, her, when she fought Rose in that last fight before the uh, yeah. Chukagian fight, like she looked very good. Mm. So, um, mm. yeah. So, I mean, good win for Gaslam. He really needed this one, and he's always that guy. Like, I just don't think he can lose. He could probably lose twenty fights, and the UFC would keep him around. He's just too, just too big of a name. He's too, you know, he's competitive against anyone, as we saw. He, he's he fought the sitting champion to a fucking split decision. So sometimes maybe good to sometimes or maybe shit, right? Like he just does stuff. Yeah. Rogan said it best. He's world-class. He is. Could probably make welterweight if he wanted to. He should be. That's something I think is just added straight up discipline. Like I, he should, his natural weight class is welterweight. He just can't fuck cutting it. And he just likes to be a fucking thick boy. And nothing wrong with that. I, dude. I appreciate it. Uh, one thing to note about Gaslam too, though, is that like this, this is a pretty good win for him, I think, because all the names that he's beaten, they're all old men. Like he has wins over the Bispings and the Vitors and the Tim Kennedys. They're all old when he beat them. Like I know those are big names, but like, like anytime he's kind of fought someone younger and a little bit more around his um, skill range set, maybe not skill range. I, I mean like athletic prime like in their athletic prime like in their out of their prime by the time yeah 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 they're both sort of about in the in their same level of prime like he hasn't exactly blown the doors off a lot of guys most of the big names he got was kind of like what neil magni did like he beat them a little bit after their best so he's been competitive as i said in in a lot of good fights and he's a he's a warrior but at the same time he gets fucking what is it heel hooked by jack manson in 10 30 30 seconds in other fights so it's strange it's strange but I love him. I, I'm a Gaslam fan, but he's not. I'm not his biggest fan. Um, at the same time, like I always watch him, but like he does annoy me a little bit. So, but he could be, yeah, potential. Who do you think he fights next? Which, like, have you got a rough idea in your head of? I think he said he wants to be the alternate to Whitaker versus Costa Gaslam? in case someone falls out. I don't think that's warranted, but he, you know. Uh, what do you think, Cannonier? No, middleweight. Yeah, maybe. Uh... I like Cannonier. I can't think got? of any. Maybe Shabazian. I don't know if that's a good idea to put Edmund Shabazian in there with him right after that horrific beatdown from Brunson. Uh, yeah, I think Shabazian, it's, it's, yeah, we know that he needs more experience now after that Brunson loss. I feel like Heinish was that kind of that, that's that key to really say, you know, like that's the, not the gatekeeper necessarily, but that's the test. That you got to pass to make, say like, hey, I'm I'm ready for top ten talent is go get get past Ian Heinish. So well, I you think, could get yeah. you give Heinish Shabazian because like I mean they're both coming off losses. Do that. That's yeah, and then maybe do can and I know Cannonier is coming off a loss, but I, I like the idea of Cannonier versus Gaslam. Like that to me sounds like 
fucking mm. fireworks across the board. <laughs> yeah. Three for nine. Yeah, maybe. A couple of sledgehammers. Yeah. All right. A couple of quick ones to go over. Um, You'll talk about your boy, Captain Crystal, losing. Yeah, Captain Crystal. But also my mullet boy, Ricky Simone. Like, they're kind of both my boy. I love them both. I had picked Ricky to win that. He has been looking very sharp since that awesome. loss to Uriah Faber. He, he, he is... I love when MMA fighters fight MMA fights. They mix everything together. They punch. They kick. They wrestle. They faint. They learn. Well, that that's that's what you need to do. You can't just fight one note fights. <coughs> Conor McGregor, you you got to do stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, and look, Ricky's a great athlete. He's explosive. He's fast. He, he's technical. I know I sound like Joe Rogan, but anytime someone says technical, I think of Joe Rogan because like there's no other <laughs> word for it. But he he fought a really good fight, and I mean, Broom Callagher is is nasty man. Like, missed literally, you could call him fucking Mister Nasty Man. He's got that boomer team that he normally he's got a really strong guillotine, and Ricky just fucking slid right out of that like it was nothing. Yeah, he knew he had him in that guillotine a few times. Yeah, so, um, I. I mean, Ricky's that guy. Like he, he'll probably beat everyone outside of the top fifteen, but he kind of needs that that guy. Like what Casey Kenny's getting with Dominic Cruz. Like he probably needs like a, um, you know, a Frankie Edgar or something like that to really get across um, his abilities. I just think he had his opportunity with Faber, and he did not pass that test. So I feel like the UFC are just going to continuously roll him against almost everyone outside of the top 15 until there's no one left he can fight the same way the exact same thing that happened to like Vicente Luque like he will just beat everyone else outside of the top 15 and around that area and then once he gets that shot to crack into the top 10 it's yeah you know it's going to be make or break I personally he's got a decent record too he's like 18 and 3 or something yeah no it's very clean and he I think he just fought like three weeks ago too on a very like he did yeah that that's I like that. Uh, to me, I think the fight to make is the Marab Devalishvili rematch because that was a really weird fight the first time. Marab pretty much won the whole thing and then kind of got submitted the same way that Ben Askren subbed uh, Lawler, where like he submits him at the very last second of the fight and you think, oh, fuck, he's out. And I think the ref called it at the very end of the fight. I'm talking like the 15th minute of mm. the third round. Uh and then Marab looks like he's out. And then as soon as the bell goes off, he just fucking hops up and walks to his corner and starts celebrating. And then they called it a, a third round submission, Ricky, Ricky Simone. So I think Marab's um, was meant to fight Cody Stamen and that fight, or I think it was Cody Stamen or someone, someone like that. And the fight fell out like a couple of weeks ago. So I, I don't see why we can't rebook that fight. That's a rematch. You know me, I hate rematches, but. That's the that that's a rematch that probably is warranted to really see who's the next guy to get into the top ten. No Makes rematch, sense. Griff. Yeah, no rematch, Griff. Except for that's when about it's the first time I've ever heard a rematch come out of your mouth. I reckon. <laughs> yeah, right. Some, no, no nonsense. It's one of those ones where it's like it's a weird ending. As I said, like it's a strange. That's the that's the latest submission in UFC history because it comes that's on weird. the the 15th minute at fi it's literally third round submission 15 minutes or five minutes sorry like it, it literally counts as submission after the fight ended yeah so they waved it off pretty much yeah. as it was like yeah so no one actually went knew. Off. exactly yeah that's tough so that's... i think they should run that back and i would love to see that rematch i think they've both gotten a lot better marab's obviously a fucking ridiculous like a khabib 135 Khabib. He's just insane. Yeah. Insane. Anytime you want to see a rematch as if it's against you in arm wrestling. Like, this, yeah. is, yeah. this is interesting <laughs> There's to see. lots of rematches, apparently. Even though he's the one mm. who, uh, as much as it pains me to say, actually can win some of those, he still wants to rematch all the time. So. I mean, he cheats hey. every time. I was going to say, yeah. when is the last time I even arm wrestled anyone? It's been a hot second. When was the last ever time since... we drank together in the shed? Ever since my me. dad just, you know... Just lost to me and then uh, couldn't handle spotlighted it. your what? cheating really yeah That's what no, he, he put a uh put a little spotlight on uh what was really happening yeah uh, the, the, the old elbow movement yeah yeah well, we can Can't we can blinded we can do that all we want in the regional scene but then we we get out there in the pros and we got like clarky and stuff hanging around yeah yep. good luck clarky's, clarky's arm is the size of my body so even you've yeah. beaten clarky though haven't you griff yeah what 
I don't know okay. if I buy it. It was a man. long time ago. I think he crushed me. I don't me know now. if I buy that. I'd have to because it does the arm chemistry doesn't even work after a while, right? When your arm is like literally that much more than the other person's, if you're going down like that, that's yeah, gonna make your arm weaker. Do you know what I mean? It's like if he's using his elbow like he always does. Yeah, well, but no, but like I'm saying, no, it's better for like better for Griffin that way. Like for instance, me and Wooch. When we arm wrestle, because I'm the one who's like down here and he's going more extended out to grab my arm. Uh, like, yeah, you got to go. Being shorter is at, gotta, being yeah, like, shorter is actually better, right? Oh, is that is that the reason? Is it his height based? What was that? 80, I'm in, inch in, reach or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying you. to help you out here. I'm in your defense. I'm saying it's better for me if we arm wrestle. <clears throat> I'd have the advantage. But anyway. Oh, okay. Mm, this guy. Can't even give him a compliment. All right. Well, I'll beat you all at ping pong and we know that. So. Oh, what a load, dude. Fucking! I took you into this world, and this is what you do. <laughs> yeah. Is this how? Is this the avenue Look, we're going down? Hey, we, you I guys want to put ping pong? My dad's stronger than your dad. No, I started. <laughs> I started last out of all of us on ping pong, and I caught up and got better than everyone. You so. say that like every day and night we woke up and played ping pong, and we're like studying the you art. Had a significant advantage over me to begin. We with. played ping pong like I once a month, you, once like, a year. I disagree. Yeah, I think there was a while there where ping pong was ha- or ping pong or pool was happening. Uh, that was with Griff though. That was when Griff. We were those assholes who'd go to the pub and we would hog the pool table yeah. all night. <laughs> we would look at them dead in the eyes as they waited and put the other two dollars back in. Went. Is it playing another one? Is it assholes or is it? Come beat us for the table and you can. Have yeah, it. we we were fair about it. We played doubles for the table. Yeah. Well, like we we would play ping pong socially, but Griff, I reckon you went to some fucking Shaolin monk up in the Himalayas. Just yeah, I was to gonna say you admit that I got better. <laughs> if you right. can actually like beat us. No, we didn't care though. We're just playing like, you know, just in between mates. You know, it's like, nah, I'm gone. You don't even fucking... know. He actually became I have Buddhist. The, I have the trophy in my fucking closet if we need a break. I feel like we were playing ping pong <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty casually for a while. And then next minute I show up and they're like fucking warming up their forehands without a ball. Yeah. Like... Well, no, warming up our forehands, dude. They got like, well, mostly Griff gets his fucking racket out of the car. His specific like <laughs> hey, ping pong racket. You guys would find out someone's coming over and then half an hour in advance, you'd get out there and you'd Warm start up. doing your dynamic stretches. You got to lim- limber up, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, stretch out that Stretch the dude. phalanges out. Yeah. yeah deltoidic yeah, phalanges. I don't want to oh, bust my puffy valve playing, right? <laughs> I need look, that. I have, I have to give it to you. You did win and, and Wooch wasn't here for it, I don't think, but... You did. Uh, hey, I had the, to fight. I had Barrett to pub. I had to first someone who was bigger than Wooch to to fucking win. He's a tall dude. dude. A he was a big fella. Tall lad. Yeah. Shout out um, to that guy. I think he did. He text me on uh, just quickly. He see. did. You were there. We were there when you got. The no, I just message. want to find his name so I can shout him out if he listens. <laughs> Ryan, I think it was. Ryan. Look. Yeah. Shout out Ryan. That guy was good. Oh, nice but I'm better. Memory. Yeah. Right? This I'm better. Guy. Better. Better. Dude, you were the best person on that night. At the Barrett Victoria <laughs> Australian pub, dude. It was crazy. You said there was quite the turnout as well, right? There was like yeah. five people. Five people. I five think people. five people actually were in it. And then some people's girlfriends also tried to play as well. Yeah. Um but I think they, host. they came we, to have a little bit of fun, like a little ping pong night, and then we just rocked up bands now headbands. Yeah, we made it though. Could you imagine if we didn't actually rock up? Like we brought like the three of us actually playing. And then I can't believe yeah. that I'm like, I can't believe I'm not modest right now about going to a ping pong tournament at a pub, but I'm not, we made that night. Okay. And so the host all their actually prizes. like thanked us. The host yeah. thanked us. He was like, well, Dude, you, that, you, you missed the part where you, have gone ahead. you should probably tell anybody who's listening, like what exactly you were wearing to this tournament as well. Oh, we can bring a picture up. We've got pictures, right? Yeah, we, we can. can. Yeah. Just add well, a little quick. What are you going to wear? You're playing well, you know, Wimbledon, just, Excuse me. That's again, what we The fucking belches, dude. These guys yeah. show up in white short shorts. Yeah, I can send you. Shorts. I can send you the photo of all three of us, and we look yeah. fucking uh, yeah. headbands, armbands. Look, fucking we'll, we'll put it up. Well, why don't we just everything. post it onto the page? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll put it. We'll put. Yeah, check out our our uh, Instagram for that one. Yeah, okay. and listen to us on Spotify and YouTube, right? Reminiscing. Uh, okay. Right, two so... two things I want to quickly mention. Two uh, two or three fights. Yeah, we digress. There, okay, we? so we, we're on a little rant. Sorry, all the listeners who wanted to hear. I got a um, ping pong. It's fine. Uh, Fluffy Hernandez submits Adolfo Vieira. I have not had my jaw hit the fucking floor in a fight in a long time, especially in a prelims fight. Adolfo Vieira, I think, is a seven-time ADCC champion, one of We're the most, one of the highest credentialed jiu-jitsu players in the UFC in all of mixed martial arts. 
Middleweight. ABCDFG champion. That's crazy. Yeah, right. All of the Alameda P's and whatever. I'll so, said ADAA for the dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Did you ADAA hear that? All Star. All Star. I was like, that sounds dodgeball like association. Dodgeball Association. ADAA. Dodgeball. <laughs> anyway, anyway so, yeah, sorry. Um, I digress. Yeah. So, Fluffy Hernandez is just kind of like a middling middleweight. Like, he just, he's a tough guy, decent stand up, decent subs. And he, yeah, Rodolfo, Rodolfo. Fucking Vieira is a four-time Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion, uh, world champion, and a seven-time world champion. Right. Yeah, so preposterous jits. He's built like, like he makes Costa look, you know. Yeah, four-time Brazilian question. Jiu-Jitsu world champion and a seven-time world champion. That's better. If you could see a picture of this guy, he is built preposterous. I don't know how he passes a piss test. I feel like if he pissed into a vial, it'd mount right through the damn. <laughs> you go through the floor. Okay, so that was funny enough. We should mention how jacked he is. He gassed out faster than any fighter I've ever seen. No shit. Outside right? of heavyweight, man. He he took Hernandez down immediately and was hunting for that sub. And Anthony Hernandez, being smart, just kind of just defended subs, worked position, just stayed composed, didn't panic. Even though he had a fucking monster on top of him trying to submit him, um, and just the second that the fight like re- it resumed back on the feet, it just started landing combinations on him, just put like putting it on him, and Rodolfo just folded like cheap fucking cheap paper, dude. Like he just could not keep up with the pace, and once his first initial game plan didn't um, didn't work, it was all over. Man. It was so impressive. I, like what was impressive that is that. Hernandez could have knocked him out on the feet because he was just so gassed he couldn't hold even hold his hands up. No, he fucking went out of his way purposely to beat him down so badly that he could not uh, resist this uh, submission. What? What? what do you, I can't even remember what he had him in. It wasn't a. I think it was. Well, how did he win? Yeah. What was the guillotine. submission? Guillotine. Yeah, guillotine. Was it a? Armin, by the way, by the way, we're guillotine? talking about Rodolfo. His uh his. Nickname in fighting is the black belt hunter. Okay, well, he just probably lost to like a blue belt. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like, I don't know what <laughs> I'm a green belt motherfucker. Yeah, we're talking about. He has got. He's got seven wins, and six of his wins are submissions. Well, most I of them are triangles. He lost via submission, <laughs> and that to me is like that's a notch on the old belt right there to to submit that guy in any capacity, even though it's in a time. fight and it's not a it's not a jujitsu tournament. The fact that he tapped him out is just unreal that's a huge huge win for fluffy hernandez i, I just i was blown away that's fucking awesome yeah beautiful. it was uh, to me it was this it, i had the same kind of reaction that when I, when kevin holland knocked out jack from his back it was the same thing i was just like i was just blown away it was outstanding so congratulations to fluffy i'm a fan mm-hmm. um obviously after that i was fucking congratulations awesome. to anyone who tipped yeah, uh, fluffy to win by submission. Too. Yeah, so because also you, it was paying thirty to one odds, so you probably made a lot of money if you were dumb enough yeah. to even pick that. Because yeah, there's the no, cast. no, no one could have pre- predicted that. I just it was. Did we shout him out after? We should probably do that as well. Keep him a little like, well done. Isn't it's insane? So shout out to Fluffy. Um, I feel like the era should just move up to light heavyweight. I see no reason to continue cutting all that weight. It's probably why he gassed out so bad. Hmm. Um, he's enormous. So, like, two hundred five is probably going to be... um get some work in. Um, and also, what's his name? Uh, is it Julian Marquez? Yes, dude. The Cuban um, Missile Crisis. At Coconut yeah, so, bombs. So, so he fucking <laughs> he was losing. Like Coconut Bombs had beaten him over two rounds pretty pretty clearly. It was beating the shit out of him. Coconut Bombs looked actually very good, a lot better than we've seen him in the past. He was just not implementing some wrestling crazy some clinch work yeah, yeah, yeah. just just really fighting uh as i said an mma fight like so i think he changed he, i think he's gone to extreme couture now to start training so he's you know doing what usman's doing moving camps trying to expand the toolkit and really find a better place to train and get better oops what happened to doodle there oh he's back um yeah uh, and he was winning that fight until he wasn't so Shout out to fucking Marquez again. And then so, shout out to maybe the best entrance of all time and the best call out of all time. So both. He, he, yeah, his stock rose in my book. So I don't know if you guys know, but he called out Miley Cyrus to be his Valentine. Hey, and she, said, I didn't hear that. And, and she responded saying, if you hey. shave, 
my initials into your chest hair. It's a yes. Uh, it's a yes. I'll be your Valentine. Uh, done, right? Surely. And she may have said like love after that too. A weird request. No, yeah. it's not. Miley Cyrus Dude, is Dude, shoot bang. your shot, baby boy. This guy. <laughs> this motherfucking guy. Another middling middleweight calls out Miley Cyrus to be his <laughs> Valentine. And she basically said, if you shave my initials into your chest, which, I mean, he's obviously a hairy fuck. Yeah. Mm. His name's the Cuban Missile Cross. I just, uh, how do you think of that? Like, uh, oh, what do I want for a guy to sweep me off my feet? You know what? If he shaves his fucking chest with my initials in it. Yeah, oh, and yeah, he does it. And he feels okay, like yeah. this afterwards. Hey. He feels exactly like this. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to all the simps out there that would probably do that, right? Because yeah. I'm telling you right now, I would do that too. Oh, off a fucking yeah. Eiffel Tower. Let's we, go. we said in an episode previously, I had a massive crush on Miley Cyrus. Yeah, but you know, yeah, no shit, probably got enough chest head actually. I was gonna you say, can't say in the same situation. You cannot say in the same <laughs> Shwed, situation. You wouldn't shave MC in your ass head, dude. Yeah, right I'll up my ass. I was gonna say, Shwedish white patch. Thank you, Daniel Sloss. I was gonna say, when uh, comedian tells you to shave your ass, you'd you shave it, it in your eyebrows if you have to, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, in that fucking nah, not the John Anik mustache. Nah, Surely not. Nah, that's not not nah. worth that. Fuck off, Miley. Fuck off my and touching this. That's that's pretty insane though. Fuck. So instead of like calling out someone in the division and making the most of like his opportunity on that platform is just like Miley Cyrus, where's your fine ass at? That was a great call <laughs> yeah, out, I legit. think. That's a well, lack thereof. She was if I don't know if you guys watched the Joe Rogan podcast where she was on it recently. It was yeah. one of his last YouTube ones, but she was yeah. sort of sleuthing out a man on that, you know. If, <laughs> yeah. if you could if well, you also, watch it, she She's kind of talking about how relationship, like she hasn't found the relationship for her. So, Come hey, on. you get a, you get the Cuban Missile Crisis calling you out. Yeah, yeah. Call hell yeah, dude, hell yeah. And also, that was a weird <laughs> podcast because Rogan continuously cut her off, like in that interview. It was so strange. It's just one of those ones where some guests he just has no concept of like where to stop and start in the interview, like in an interview in a conversation. It's... He would just continuously cut her off, and it was like. We're losing all momentum in the conversation because you don't let her talk. It happens yeah. both ways. You see the one with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, true. Yeah, that was pretty horrible. Yeah, see like those ways. compilations, the compilations of just him getting cut off. But then, dude, I mean, uh, yeah. Once again, the other way around with this Inganu one that I'm listening to at the moment, which I know which you said you listened to, like just listening to Inganu's live fucking story, dude, and and just having someone like Joe Rogan have that platform and just letting him speak. It's yeah, just no shit. Tremendous, dude. It's that tremendous. was a great podcast. Like that yep. podcast, Rogan didn't even really talk at all. It didn't need to. And in Ghana, who who would have thought? Like the guy's been speaking English for like three not years, long. not even that, right? And with he's other two other languages that he, that he knows, and and he's and he's just speaking, and he's just telling his story, and he and he's he's funny, he's fluent, and it's just yeah. It was. Let it was me say my piece on this. So that podcast, uh, like we all we all knew that Ghana has had a rough life, and he's come from a rough area, but like actually here in the steps that he went to get to the USA, like all of them in great detail where he's talking about how he had, it was like seven attempts at uh, yeah, like taking the boat the... and getting across. Yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. know if I want to see Stipe and him for the third time. I like, cause I don't even want to see, say, uh, no, 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 hear me out. So if they fight for the second time and Ngannou wins, I don't want to see a third one. I, I just want to see Ngannou be champ I and see. I want to see Stipe keep his legacy. Well, unpopular opinion, but I would not want to see either of those guys lose in the trilogy. I would think that the same thing will happen to Stipe when, if he loses, that did when he lost to DC. There's a bigger fight on the horizon. When DC beat Stipe, DC held out so he could fight Brock Lesnar. If uh, Ngannou beats Stipe, I don't. I know it's obviously warranted that Stipe gets a rematch. 100%. But I think that the UFC will just move straight ahead and do John Jones versus Ngannou because all of the yeah, money. That's very true. So yeah. um, DP could be getting dogged down again if he loses. Hey, well, that yeah, that's what we're saying. If he loses, which it might not happen, but Francis is Francis was good when he's they first movie, fought, but dude. now but now it's, he it's has movie. he has like he's had time and he's got experience. Mm. Look, yeah, the... but has he though? He's got about two minutes of experience. Since not even that. Fall. He's had like thirty seconds, but still, like he's. We're not talking about necessarily cage experience, but mm. you know he's going to be confidence is back. confidence, and he's going to be. He he ha would have been practicing mm. what he needs to have practiced to beat Stipe in the first place. That's the thing you have to remember with Ngannou is that he's only been in the fight game for so long that 
just the time that it's taken between the last time that he's fought um, Stipe is almost like probably not doubled the time that he's been in the fight game, but it's actually a big chunk of time on top of what in percentage wise. How long was he in the UFC before the Stipe uh, fight the first time? It was about three years, right? Yeah. You, no, you're spot on, Doodle. Um, as you said, like Nganu went from having not thrown a single punch to fighting Stipe for the championship the first time in five years. It has yeah. since been, uh, what, three years now since they've fought? That's, as you said, he's nearly 1.5%, you know, or whatever you want to call yeah. it, that statistic. Like, he could have improved so much in that time. Look how much Israel improved in the, the first two years that he's fought in this company. Look how much Kamar Usman improved mm. from fighting fucking, you know, what's that, Emil Mech to where he's at now. You, you mm. know what I'm saying? Like, these guys don't just improve from one year to five years at the same rate for every year that they go on the improvements almost double every single year so that like you those three years that have gone past he's probably four times as good as he was the first time they fought not is that just the next main event is that uh Nganu and Sebo? no no no, no. we still got no, Adesanya I think it's... and uh, Blahovich. yeah it's I true. think it's the yes. next one I think it's the it's the UFC card in April I believe no, ah, no, no. Right. wait so we've got that then we've got the three title fights yeah and then and we've think, got it after that yeah yeah so it's yeah. two months away but yeah may yeah. i just say if if Ngannou does somehow become the title holder in that division that uh steven spielberg has to make a movie about it. yeah Simple yeah let, that. let's not even say if somehow like somehow I, makes it sound like he like it'll be look, a I'm fluke saying, but like dude if he could very well be the champion this year and if he is like i just Good luck it's to just, everybody else. Yeah, so amazing, no guys. Shit, no if shit. you no haven't seen that, that podcast, it'll be bittersweet. It'll be bittersweet seeing him be champ because, like, he'll be champ. But then again, like, will heavyweight be exciting if it's just like who can really beat this guy? Think about when Mike Tyson was the champion. <laughs> that's what it was. It was just how long is this contender going to last? That's exciting as fuck. I think that's absolutely what the UFC want. They want someone who looks the part who has a great story, who can talk, story. Who, who's marketable and who can knock motherfuckers into orbit. And that's what Francis does. He wakes up to violence. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hmm. He is the most terrifying puncher in that sports history. And he will one punch almost everybody who he steps in the cage with. It's just a matter of when he lands. So the UFC... Can We're looking the at the that, real life I Hercules and, um, I, or the real life fucking... Yeah. The closest thing we have to a Superman that's right there. Yeah. Sayatma or whatever his name is. Sayatama. Is it Sayatama? Yeah, Sayatama? Something like One that. Punch One Man. Punch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have a cast choice if they were ever to do a Francis movie. It's the guy from um, Black Panther. The movie. No? What's it? Yeah. Black Panther. You know, Mbaku? Ah, uh, yes. Yes. I Mbaku. That, that guy. He's got good acting yeah. range. He was in that, that Jordan Peele movie. Uh, what is it? Us. Oh, us. Is, is he? Yeah. He's the dad. Is he he's the, the big dad, dad yeah. energy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big dad energy. That's yeah, a that, yeah, yeah. that's a good. Yeah. Um. Any other shout outs? I think uh, I want to say. Um. Chris, is it Gutierrez had a really good fight against Andre Yule. Matt, that motherfucker can kick like a fucking mule, man. He's terrifying. There, um, wait, there is another shout out. We've got to give some props to Bilal Muhammad. Oh, true. Remember the name Muhammad, man. Yeah, man. He is looking very sharp. Um. Look, sharp in the sense that he, as I said, he fights an MMA fight. He's a grindy fighter. He gets in your face. He shuts you down. He, sharp you know, in the fact that his body looks sharp. Yeah, He's yeah. ripped. But he, you know, he punches into takedowns. That's the kind of thing you want to do. Punches into takedown, punches into kicks, kicks into punches, kicks into takedowns. Like he mixes all of the elements that you need to make a fight grimy, dirty, gritty, because he's not obviously a one-punch knockout artist. He's not an outstanding Think nope, he's frozen. just kind of like a jack of all trades, master of nothing. But when when you when you fight like that, um, you know it, it becomes hard for those kind of specialists, especially someone like Diego Lima. Who Dude, he pressured Diego Lima. He, Diego Lima yeah, was trying to yeah, fight, just back- trying to throw the low kicks, and he was having some success. But it's like almost like yeah, well, I'll just was just pushing through him. Yep, yep. Uh, I mean, if it was Douglas Lima, if he was trying to do yeah, that no too, shit. don't yeah. think it would be the same thing. But Diego was, you know. He still kind of fights the same way that Douglas does, just not as good. So, I mean, he's always been that way. A gutsy performance from Diego Lima, but I mean, Bilal's just, yeah, that workhorse, man. He, I mean, 
going back-to-back wins over Lyman Good and then Diego Lima's. I don't know, man. I, I like I like his chances against um, someone in the top ten, maybe, or someone just. He he must be getting close, surely. Absolutely. I know he has a lost. He's got a he's got a couple of knockout losses. I think I think um, Jeff Neal knocked him out. I think Vicente Luque knocked him out. I want to say maybe Nico Price knocked him out. Like I think he's just underneath those kind of guys who are, you know, the big names sitting outside of the top ten who are just clawing to get into that. They're all pretty spaced apart. The losses aren't like they're pretty spaced apart. He's on a he was on a, a four fight win streak now. Also, yeah. Alan Joban got him. Yeah. Well, that I mean, yeah. As I said, Bilal Muhammad has been putting in work, man. Remember the name. So very nice. Anything? So, any other? Any other shout outs? I would say so, uh, two fifty eight post show fight show here. So yeah, post fight show. That's everything I wanted to cover was kind of yeah, kind of already said. So I look forward to that next main uh, like UFC fight. Um, was it two fifty nine? I don't know about any of the fight nights in between. Like I'm not overly Jones, and I'm sure we'll do a preview show. But I mean, Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis is not blowing my hair back. Yeah. <laughs> um, all I'm doing is basically gearing up all of my my life and my preparation and and and, and love is basically the next UFC. Um, we've got a couple of really saucy ones coming up though. Let's be honest. The next that, couple of months, we've got some real juicy fights yeah. coming up. Well, I say that yeah, I reckon we should preview those when it comes time. But uh, I think this was a really good first crack. I think at a post-fight yeah. show at a new platform um you know reaching the audience in a, a way that as you said it's probably better just for audio only mm. don't have to go to as much extreme like the extreme efforts that uh doodle and Wyatt normally go to to really edit a nice crispy you know mm. a well put a, a together video pleasing yeah uh, yeah you know product and and i think this way yeah yeah definitely this makes way it- that we can if we put all this content out in this format that allows us to really flourish in these um in these new segments that we want to do for the podcast so that when the podcast itself comes out when we're actually filming on the couch mm. um you know it's going to be something to behold yeah yeah like we've got everything yeah a lot more creativity probably um, tighten the screws up with the uh like the format of this and there'll be yeah. some cool. yeah some oh yeah but i think <laughs> just basically basically because we are locked down and we don't know when we're coming out of this I believe that this might be the, our best option, as I said, to really any kind of any kind of news that comes out, like any like big fight announcements or like big uh, anything at all in that. Yeah, we don't have to go to as much lengths and uh, video editing or whatever to get yeah. it out. Like this yeah, is so just, much easier to get it out as it happens. Yeah, just react to it straight away and chuck it up on the channel, chuck it up on the Spotify, and even then Schmidt as well. Like you and I might be able to, whatever, maybe tomorrow break down the uh, the new wow. Justice League trailer or something. Um, uh, if you wanted to, he doesn't give a fuck about that. Oh yeah, <laughs> hey, come on, man! I got just... an absolute tangent about all that, but let's yeah, let's leave it at the, what we have right now. Well, and, it looks uh, like what about? Oh, wait, before you go, you want to like you want to say something about One Division because there's been a couple of episodes since your last your last one came out. Oh I... well, I mean, like at, in our first part, we're like, oh, we're not too sure about this show, and you know, maybe it's something that needs to be binged. And watching back at that, I think me and Griff are both like, ah, oh, no, you need to just you know be watching this show. Yeah, batten um, down the hatches. Yeah. So look, we we'll probably almost do another uh, you know Marvel slash DC update um, potty and yeah, a little potty in the upcoming time but yeah sort of for like... sure i do like this like you like you said a lot i like this platform i like where we're going with all this and mm. you know makes things how long, how long we're going to be in lockdown for so you know all the time in the world we may as well you know put out all this all the stuff that we have and we know and it is comfy i like being in my computer chair at Witch hq yeah i was yeah. gonna say yeah. Yeah, <laughs> set up yeah and True. and i'll have to be that that guy the producer over here and say um we just we love everyone's support so much um you know, yeah, the do. fact that people actually yeah, yeah. might possibly enjoy that we're just having, you know, some some friends having a good, you know, talk and whatnot. But I, I get, ooh, oops, oh, you yeah. sound like you were scared of the dark. I, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little bit scared. I, I need that blue light. You know what I mean? Behind me. Uh, so what I was saying was that I shut up. Sure, I can hear you in the next room, fucking laughing. Uh, what I was saying was coming through loud and clear, baby. Was that I um. Yeah, we re- I get I get it all the time from people telling me like, uh-huh. that they liked and whatnot. 
you know, so I really do um, appreciate it. And yeah, please um, make sure you give us a follow here and, and a subscribe on YouTube because yeah, every single one of those means a lot to us. So thanks and for a few our beers. listening. We're getting thirsty as well. Please suggest I have to also shout out, if, um, I don't know if you were even here up to this point, but um, Jake Lester, the guy that we all um, went to high school with, good lad, um, sent us a... Um, sent us a beer to review so we'll have to try and get onto that so that once lockdown is over we can have which beer is that you go oh do we even reveal we can maybe leave it for a surprise until okay. up until but um, oh, yeah oh. shout out this this is good man like i really appreciate that people are reaching out to us they ask you know talent you know any kind of suggestions they said oh i found this beer like um, you know, I'd love to see you guys review it. Or if you think of a particular topic, either in MMA or in Star Wars, Marvel, DC, yeah, we'll anything of that it. stratosphere, man. Even if it's just ask us what your favorite ice cream topping is, or, you know, what do you prefer to wear, boxes or briefs or whatever the fuck, you know, just throw it out there. <laughs> Bring out the list, huh? Leave, oh, leave some comments. Talk. Yeah, we show the talk. love and we will just talk your ear off. And as I said, we might just be updating from the from this hub and hq like pretty often i guess yeah, so. thanks for tuning in guys yeah cool. sub peace